Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP's son gets revenge against his terrible mother decades later. Our next Reddit post is from LLJ. My ex-wife's affair partner, whom she ended our marriage for 15 years ago, died suddenly this morning. For what it's worth, since we co-parent a daughter, we had mostly repaired our relationship insofar as getting along fine and working together. I left the past in the past, and I've treated her with nothing but respect to her face in front of our daughter. But during that 15-year span, I'd spoken maybe two sentences to the guy, and I had just one in-person interaction with him because I despised him due to what he did to my family. I'd fantasized in the past about beating the stuffing out of him in the event that we were actually in close proximity, at least for the first few years. But generally, I didn't pay attention to anything they had going on. I was content to live and let live. This man had a daughter with my ex-wife, my daughter's half-sister. And I've tried to be friendly towards the kid and treat her with kindness, despite the situation that led to her existence. Fifteen years ago, if you had told me that he had died suddenly, I would have thought that it was karmic justice. After getting the news today, though, I realized I just felt horrible for my ex-wife and for his daughter, who now has to grow up without a father. Despite my feelings towards the guy, I would have never wished this on him, nor the fallout that is now going to be experienced by my ex-wife. I told her that if she needed my help with anything, to let me know. I told my daughter to give her mom a hug and her sister a hug if they need one. Feelings are complicated, and they're not always as black and white as you might imagine they'd be. My life was turned upside down 15 years ago due to the actions of this man and my ex-wife. Now, 15 years later, he's dead, and my ex-wife's life is turning upside down. And I feel sad for her and her other daughter. It's a surreal feeling to be in a position where you feel the need to comfort the person who cheated on you because the person she cheated with died. I don't know what I need posting this, but I surprised myself today with my own feelings and my reaction towards the situation. You know, I read a lot of stories about revenge, and they say the best revenge is a life well lived, and I think that's what we're seeing here. OP didn't spend 15 years becoming bitter and hateful and mean. He spent those 15 years becoming a better person. So I guess the real revenge is that OP's wife missed out on what seems to be a great guy. Our next Reddit post is from Top Asparagus. I'm a 17-year-old girl, and my boyfriend is 23. We've been going strong for three months. We met at my high school prom last year. He was DJing for the event hired by the school. I went to request a song, we started talking, and he was really charming. He didn't really seem that into the gig, almost staring off into space. But as soon as he saw me, he seemed like he was in a better mood. So we hit it off and started talking more, and the talking phase kinda lasted a while before he finally asked me out. I've always really respected his behavior, and he's been a really nice guy, always opening doors for me, offering to drive me places, that kind of thing. Recently, he introduced me to his 24-year-old friend, who I don't know much about, but the two of them hang out all the time. He and his friend have this running joke where one person says something kind of inappropriate and the other one adds to it, like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna, and then they just keep one-upping each other. It's kind of weird. And I usually don't like where the joke ends up, and I end up feeling pretty uncomfortable by the end. I've sort of started ignoring it because everything else about him is great. After he introduced me to his friend, he's been acting more... passionate. He wants to take things further than just hand-holding and stuff, 
but I've been trying to pump the brakes because I'm a minor. And I don't feel really okay with doing anything like that, especially with how protective my parents are. They do not know that we're dating right now. It's been a back and forth thing where we hang out, he tries to hint that he wants to get intimate, I decline, and then he complains. It wasn't that bad at first, but now it's almost constant and he makes me feel bad for rejecting him. Then, last night, he and I were texting, and there was a long pause in the conversation where I assumed that he was doing something else. Then, out of nowhere, I get a text that says, Oh yeah? Well, I'm gonna R-word that B-word, and then OP's name. My heart stopped, and I instantly felt totally sick to my stomach. I didn't even have the strength to respond at that point. I just kinda cried myself to sleep, and I really don't know what to do now. I can't tell my parents, but I'm fearing for my life right now. I haven't sent him anything since that text message. He tried calling me a bunch all throughout the night, but my phone was on silent. I don't know what to do now. I'm just so in shock and afraid right now. This is the worst thing anyone has ever said to me. I wish there was something I could do. Well, OP, I know you're scared, but the simple solution is to just break up with him. The guy's a sleazebag who takes jobs so he can pick up high school girls. Our next Reddit post is from on Queen Bay's internet. I'm a 30-year-old woman, and I got engaged in March of this year to Eric, who's 31. I've been dating him for the past three years. Dating him was heavenly bliss, until I introduced him to my family. We went home to meet my family because it was important to him to get their blessing. I didn't care either way, but I did it to make him happy. Everyone was welcoming of him and seemed genuinely happy for us. Before the trip was over, my oldest brother suggested a sibling-slash-partner's camping trip in a cabin up north to bond and get to know my fiancé away from our parents. I was reluctant because I typically didn't spend that much time back home, but eventually I agreed. The trip was going well, so I let my guard down and decided to enjoy being in the mountains with my siblings. However, the day before the trip was over, everything changed. My sister and her husband were on their 17th argument of the day, and it was only 11am. Her husband stormed out, and she stayed there just crying. I don't do well with other people's emotions, so I suggested a hike to clear everyone's heads. My fiancé suggested that just the siblings go on the hike so that my sister could talk freely if she needed to. I asked if he was sure, and he said that he'd just check some emails while we were out. Early on the hike, my sister said that she just wanted to go home. I offered to walk her back, but she said that she wanted to clear her mind. We continued our hike and she went back to the cabin. After the hike, my brother and his wife wanted to explore, but I just wanted to shower, so I headed back to the cabin. My sister's car was still outside, even though it was a couple of hours later in the day. I ignored this fact and went inside. I heard soft moans coming from upstairs and then a familiar grunt. I went upstairs only to see my fiancé and my sister together in the worst way. Something broke inside of me. I took a picture of what I saw, quietly grabbed my things, and left my ring on the counter. I left, sent, oh man, sent the picture to the family group chat and turned my phone off. The next day, I had 47 missed calls from my family and 75 texts from my fiancé. Apparently, her husband got the text as he was returning to the cabin and wasn't so kind to my fiancé. Initially, I felt justified in my actions. I hate it, but I did. However, I now know that even though what they did was terrible, what I did was wrong too. Sending that picture to the family chat was gross, and the innocent family members didn't deserve to get dragged into that. 
My engagement is over. I removed myself from the family group chat, and I haven't spoken to anyone about it since. These last few months have just felt so empty. I just want to move past this, but I don't know how. You know, OP, I actually think that you were justified in sending out that picture. Especially considering the complicated emotions you had to be feeling then, so if I were you, don't beat yourself up about the photo. And on the bright side, hey, at least you found out that he was a cheater before you married him. Our next Reddit post is from 95 Just a Girl. About seven years ago, my ex-husband and I had a decent marriage. It wasn't perfect, but marriage rarely is. Our kids were well-behaved, we both worked, and we had our kids in activities outside of school to keep them healthy and active. We had one road bump where our love life died off for about a year, but we talked about it and took an adult-only vacation, which sparked that back too. A few years prior, my sister had moved about six hours away from the family. She uprooted her kids because she needed a change after her divorce. The problem was that she basically began to act like a teenager again, staying out all night partying and drinking, and she made her oldest child care for her youngest too, as well as the kids of her other friends too. When summer vacation rolled around, my mom asked me to go pick up my nieces and nephews for a month-long visit. We arranged for the oldest to stay with me and the younger two to stay with my mother so the oldest would finally get a break. When I arrived to pick them up, my sister told me that her oldest didn't want to come, but she was forcing her to. For the first two weeks, my niece cried every day. I finally approached her and told her I was sorry that she didn't want to be here. But she just cried harder and told me that she wasn't crying because she didn't want to be here, she was crying because she didn't want to go home. My husband and I spoke about her moving in with us at the age of 18, but she told me that if she returned home, she wouldn't live to see 18. My husband was very against taking her in. Not because he didn't love her, but because it was a financial burden to our family and a fight with my family if we did. But I believed my niece's threats and I fought him on it. First I fought him, then my sister, then my mom. We ended up keeping my niece after tons of fights. We got little to no help financially or emotionally, but we did the best that we could by her. But this incident was a crack. Like the kind you get in your windshield, and it just keeps getting bigger every time something small hits it. My niece got pregnant as a teenager, just like her mother. The crack grew. My husband and I fought about money, and the crack grew more. By the time my niece moved out at 17, and then back in, and then back out again, the windshield was beyond repair. My now ex-husband and I recently got divorced. And while my niece isn't the only reason, she is absolutely the reason the windshield got weakened enough to break. Now she's 21 and she treats me like I'm disposable. She only calls me when she wants something and often ignores my calls and texts. She told me she thought that I had the perfect family and that she regretted moving in with us because she was wrong. Never once did she think that she is what changed the dynamic so much. To say that it hurts my feelings is an understatement. My ex-husband and I are building a relationship again, and I'm thankful for him. My birthday just passed, and not one member of my family acknowledged it, outside of my kids. But my ex-husband and his stepmom both did, and I'm very grateful for them. It's hard when you hear that blood is thicker than water over and over, only to realize that blood families sometimes is unhealthy for you. But I'm learning. Uh, OP, I'm not sure if I really agree with you here. 
I don't think your niece is the reason that you got divorced at all. I mean, sure, she contributed, but based on this story, it sounds like you're the reason you got a divorce. Your husband clearly didn't want something, and you steamrolled him anyways, and now you're dealing with the consequences. Now, I'm not saying that what you did was wrong, necessarily, because you potentially saved your niece's life. I'm just saying, actions have consequences. Our next Reddit post is from Automatic Bend. I very truly cannot stand my daughter. Don't get me wrong, I love her, she's my flesh and blood, I just can't stand being around her. She's trashy. She posts political opinions on Facebook. She buys those, my wife is born in December and is crazy, don't mess with her or you'll find my body, shirts for her boyfriend. She doesn't care if she looks bad or stinks in public. I'm not saying you have to be dressed to the nines to go to the grocery store or even that you shouldn't wear pajamas. I mean, she shows visible stains and greasy hair to go out to eat or clothes shopping. She claims that she's country or redneck, but we raised her in a small town, but not a rural one. It's not that that really makes a difference or that rural living is bad, it's just she's not country or redneck. I went to visit her the other week. She lives in the next state over. Her house is filthy and doesn't look nice. She has the money to live a nice life, but she just chooses to live in squalor. This is not the girl that I raised, and me and my husband can't stand being around her, and it breaks my heart. She's just not pleasant to talk to anymore. I'm sure some of you will ask if she's doing okay mentally. I've asked, and she says yes. She's not showing signs of depression from what I've seen. She's declined any help to clean up her home. She says that she likes it how it is. When she visits us, she shows no respect for our space. Dirty dishes left about, her things strewn everywhere, she eats everything from our pantry. I'm not one to turn down food for my kids, even though they're grown-ups, but if you're visiting for a few days, I shouldn't have to spend $200 just on food for you. That food was for all of our kids who visited, not just her. I don't know how she became this way. Her husband was redneck, but not trashy and disrespectful like this when we met. They've both just given up, and I'm not sure why. I wish I could like my daughter, but I can't. I don't want to invite her over for the holidays. She smells like cigarettes and body odor. Well, OP, that sounds like a very messed up situation, if you catch my drift. Our next Reddit post is from OK Grape. Several weeks ago, I glued on a fake mustache as part of a Halloween costume. My roommate tricked me into using this super heavy-duty glue. The next day, I wasn't able to get it off. I was majorly pissed, but there wasn't anything I could do. I had a job interview, and I had to show up with this fake mustache. I'd rehearsed this stupid line of how I like to make people laugh, and this is how I like to test how healthy an office culture was. Well, the interviewer, my new boss, didn't realize that my mustache was fake. In fact, he had a mustache in the exact same style as my fake one. The interview went well, and he ended it with some comment about how great my mustache looked. This is probably stupid, but I decided to wear the fake mustache to my first day of work today so I wouldn't disappoint my new boss. He made another comment today about how much he liked my mustache. Now, I feel like I have to keep wearing this thing. Alright, down in the comments, people are cracking up, but we have this comment from Robbie Treehorn, which is just genius. Lol, just take it off and say that you shaved because the girl that you're seeing now likes kissing you better without it. He'll say, you should find a new girl, and you'll say, I know, right? You'll both laugh and you can move on with your life. 
Next time he asks you about the girl, say, it didn't work out. And he'll say, I told you so. And you'll both laugh again. <laughs> so stop wearing a fake mustache before it gets weird. Honestly, this is probably the single best piece of advice I have ever seen in a Reddit post anywhere. Because not only is it really practical and smart, but I feel like this person predicted the conversation exactly. Anyways, this is, <laughs> this is a super funny story, and it sounds like something that's straight out of a sitcom. That was r slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.